Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. Now we started this series about two weeks ago on the power of words, the power of words. And I know I was gone last week and I was at our Irving campus and this lady brought the word. How'd she do? Can she hear it today from you? Um, you know, the thing about Heather is, is she's such a good, sensible teacher. And what I love about the way she applies the word, I love how she does it in such practical ways, that things that you can understand, you can, you can truly reason those things out. And um, so I'm always impressed with what she brings. Um, but she, you know, it's not like something that she's always chomping at the bit to do. And I told her, I said, honey, as well as you do this, you should do it more often. And, uh, but I, I listened to her podcast actually last week on my way back from Christ for the Nations. And, and I told her, I said, that is one of the best messages I've ever heard you preach. Um, and so I just want to say, I am really blessed to have you as my wife. And I know this house is blessed to have you Amen. teaching the word of God. I love you very much. Um, also, what, how old do you have to be to go to that wiser group? And just don't have kids with you? That's what matters? Okay, I was going to... Is Bud going to be there? Bud Kick? I just thought it would be kind of fun that Bud would be at the wiser group. But... Man, it just... Okay, I'm going to give you one more. Then we're going to get into the scriptures. Okay? I'm going to give you one more. Man, I don't know what she's drinking there, but I had a few drinks of her coffee and... I've been, I've been different since. <laughs> Bernie and Esther, Bernie and Esther um, weren't real religious folks. They came to church about once a year, you know, Easter churchgoers. And so the pastor, as they're leaving the church, the pastor says, Bernie, man, I would love to see you at church, you know, more often than just once a year. And Bernie says, yeah, I know, pastor. He said, but, you know, at least we keep the Ten Commandments. And the pastor said, well, that's nice that you keep the Ten Commandments. He said, yeah. He said, Esther actually keeps six of them, and I keep four. So <laughs> working it out. Proverbs 18, verse 20. Let's read this. Let's redeem this time right now. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. The word stomach here means the seat of hunger. What are you hungry for today? Be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth, from the produce of his lips, he shall be filled, all right? So the fruit's coming from the lips, right? Verse 21. Let's all read this nice and loud together. Ready? Read. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Now, I'm just going to give just a little recap about where we've come so that we can get into some new things today, and I am well aware of the time. Doesn't make any difference, though. One of the First things that we need to understand based on this passage of scripture is our tongues have power. Turn to somebody and tell them your tongue has power. Yeah, our tongues have power. What, how much power? What kind of power do our tongues have? They have the power of life and death. Life and death power, I should say. So, and then Proverbs 21, 23 says, whoever guards his mouth uh, and tongue keeps his soul from troubles. All right, so you, you watch your mouth, then, then you think and don't get in trouble. You watch your mouth, 
uh, your attitude won't find trouble. You watch your mouth, your emotions won't get into trouble. This will help your soul stay healthy and strong. All right, so you got to watch your mouth. Put a governor on that tongue because, you know, just because you think it does not mean you have to say it. All right, and please spare the rest of humanity by not saying everything that you think. Amen. We, we all need that, uh, that governor. We all need it because, you know, let's just leave it up here. Amen. Watch your mouth. That's what it's saying. Watch your mouth. Come on, turn to somebody and tell them, watch your mouth. All right. Hey, we're adults here. We can talk to each other like this. All right. Our tongues have power and watch your mouth. So uh, we guard our mouth. We stay out of trouble. Now watch this. Proverbs 12, 13 and 14 is another place we went to. The wicked is ensnared by the transgression of his lips, but the righteous will come through. How are the righteous going to come through? By not transgressing with his lips. That means they don't just say anything, that we, we weigh our words. Um, in other words, uh, and then verse 14 says, a man will be satisfied by the fruit of his mouth. He will be satisfied by the fruit of his mouth. All right. And remember when we said this, get your mouth right, get your life right, get your mouth right, get your life right. All right. So good things are going to be in your life as you continually speak these good words, uh, in particular, the word of God from your mouth. Amen. So a good life is simply made up of a daily determination to get the right words in your mouth and to keep the wrong words out. Amen. And then Heather talked about last week about the essentials of faith, what, what it is made up of two primary ingredients, that is believing and speaking. Believing and speaking. And that's based on 2 Corinthians 4.13 that says, but we also having the same spirit of faith, as it is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. So we see that faith is made up of believing and speaking. It's, an, it's, it's action. Amen. So just, just to maybe get a, a fresh understanding or a fresh look on to faith in the scriptures, you can replace the word faith at times with those words believing and speaking. A couple of examples. Um, 1 John 5, 4 says, but whatever is born of God overcomes the world. That's good to know, isn't it? Overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith or even our believing and speaking. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. What, what if you read it like this? Now believing and speaking is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For we walk by... Let's try it the other way. For we walk by believing and speaking and not by sight. And Hebrews 10, 23, Heather covered what, what says... Uh, Something. Hold fast the confession of your hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. All right, hold fast the confession of your hope without wavering. The, the word confession there is the Greek word homologeo. All right, and it means to say the same thing as uh, God. This is what's interesting to say the same thing that God says about you and or your circumstances. That's what it literally means. So you and I are to agree with or to say the same thing about us and our circumstances that God is saying about us and our circumstances. So this isn't just positive thinking, and that's good. This is a confession of faith or confession of hope. This isn't just having a good conversation, and that's good too. This is the confession of faith. God has put this principle into his kingdom 
where you take the power of words and you hook those things to the power of faith. Okay, so and in Hebrews 10, 35, as Heather read a little further down, therefore do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. The word confidence here means bold speech or freedom in speaking. All right, so it's not just a kind of an attitude of confidence. It is a bold declaration from your mouth. Do not cast away your freedom in speaking for, because there is a reward coming in that. In other words, you're going to eat the fruit. You're going to see it come to pass. You're going to eat what you say. So say some good things. Jesus said the words that I speak to you are life, spirit, and they are life. So um, I want to just give you a couple of new things today as we hook on to this, this truth and continue going through this teaching on the power of words. You know, this is one of the primary truths Really, in the, in all, throughout all the Bible, all the Bible is true. Am I in the right church? We all believe that still, right? All the Bible is true. And, and, and there are, it's made up of many truths, but some truths seem to be more emphasized than others. It doesn't make the others less true. It just means we need to see some things are more important for us to know from God. Like when Jesus was talking to the Pharisees. In, uh, in Matthew 23, 23, and he's confronting them about this issue of all of the, how well they perform when it comes to the law and how meticulous they are. And so he says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin. Now think about what he's telling them. He says, You tithe on everything that you own all the way into your spice cabinet, and you take 10% of that out. All right? You're very meticulous about that. Now look, and have neglected the weightier matters. Of the law, justice and mercy and faith. These you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. He said, It's one thing to do what you did, and you should have done that, but you've neglected the more important things, the weightier matters. And see, the power of our words is one of the weightier matters of Scripture. All right? And it's so important that we who are created in the image of God understand just how powerful our words are. All right, because your life is being governed. Your, the direction of your life, the direction of your thinking is all being governed by these words that are coming out of your mouth. So everything about our existence, spirit, soul, and body. You know, Jesus says you'll be justified by your words or you'll be condemned by your words. If you've been married for five minutes, you know that's true. And you and I are, are unique in that we are the only creatures on planet Earth that can use our words to produce life or to produce death. And there are those who live their existence where they simply say uh, what they're living. In other words, they're just kind of reporting on life as it happens to them. They've kind of become victims of circumstance. They just kind of live that case sera, sera existence and well, what will be will be. And so whatever happens, that's, that's what I'm going to talk about. It's just, I just kind of take life as it comes to me. But see, then there are those who command their circumstances. There are those who say, this is not my lot in life. I choose the lot in life because by the power of my tongue, either life or death, because God has given that to me to do. Not only to do it, but he's given us as, this as a responsibility, my family. We can't just keep shirking this responsibility and act like, well, you know, whatever the Lord wants. Hey, listen, he's given you 
something to do here on this earth and he needs you to get your will involved, get your mouth involved and start declaring his word in the earth because he's seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Now you are him in the earth. That's what John says, uh, uh, that love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. That's 1 John 4, 17, I think, 18, somewhere around there. It's been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, for as he is, so are we. Where? In this world. All right? So it's so important that you get this um, and so that you start then living what you're saying, not just saying what you're living. You catch that? Do you understand that today? Okay, let's look at Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 2. I've got just uh, 900 more scriptures to share with you. This, I'm just kidding, like three, all right? You are snared. I said like three. I didn't say exactly three. You are snared by the words of your mouth. You are taken by the words of your mouth. Wow. You are snared by the words of your mouth. You are taken by the words of your mouth. Oh, man, we've got to get this truth. Since you are snared by your words, how many of you believe it's important then to... Say the right things. All right, now this is good or bad. You can either be snared by freedom or you can be snared by bondage. You can be snared by health or you can be snared by sickness and disease. You can be snared by lack or you can be snared by abundance. Whatever you want to be caught up in. So what is it that you're saying? What trap are you laying out there for your life for you to get caught in down the road? Oh, this is good. You can be snared by life or you can be snared by death. I want you to turn to Zechariah chapter 9. Let's look at this verse 12. This is such a powerful thing because God is speaking to his children. And and this is a promise that he's making. I want to help you understand something. Every promise that God made, Old Testament, New Testament, applies to your life. Because the scripture says that Jesus, uh, in 2 Corinthians 1.20, it says, for all the promises of God, are in Jesus, yes, and in him, amen. All the promises. This is one of those places where God's making a promise, and we need to pay attention to this. And look what he says. Return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. I love that phrase, you prisoners of hope. In other words, you've laid a trap out there for yourself of hope. You've declared what your expectation is. You declare your confident expectation in God, and now you find yourself imprisoned in it, imprisoned in hope, trapped in it. And, and, and it says, even today, say today. All right, so I want you to see this. This is relevant for you right now. Even today, I declare, this is the Lord speaking, that I will restore double to you. Even today. So you've got to get back to that place. Maybe some things happened in life somewhere along the way due to contrary circumstances or the fact that things aren't changing like you would hope that they would change. Life doesn't look like you think it's supposed to look. You don't feel like you're going in the right direction. And maybe you have allowed these bad experiences that have happened to you or that you've brought on yourself, whatever the case may be, or disappointments and fears and doubts to to begin to creep in and influence your attitude in this and influence your beliefs and influence your thinking and your words. And, and, And you found that somewhere along the way you were pulled out of that fortified place. You're pulled out of that place and now you find yourself out here wondering how in the world did I get here? Because you've lost years, you've lost 
a relationship. You've lost health. You've lost a job. You've lost. So, so because of these things happening, instead of staying fortified in what you know to be true, being the word of God, you found yourself becoming the victim of circumstance instead of the victor over those circumstances. And now you've gotten in this kind of cyclical thing where you're just kind of saying things as they are when you have this hope that is waiting for you, that's available to you, this stronghold that God says, get back to where you were. Get to that stronghold. Get your feet planted firm in the word of God. Get planted down because you need it now more than ever in your life. Because Jesus said this, a wise man built his house on a rock. And a foolish man built his house on the sand. Now, I want you to understand, he, when Jesus tells us, how many of you heard this story that Jesus told? The wise man had built his house on the rock and, and, and a foolish man built his house on the sand. And then he said, then circumstances took place. Wind came, water came, the rain, the floods came, and they beat upon that house. All right? The stuff beat on the, and the person who had built his house, the foolish man had built his house on the sand, his entire house was destroyed and washed away. But the one who had built it on the rock, the house stood firm. Now I want you to get this. Both men had the same trouble come to them. They had the exact same circumstances, the same storm, the same flood, the same rain. The difference was what they were standing on. All right? Nobody's trouble is the exception to the rule. You don't understand. My life is the worst ever. Nobody can possibly. I would get, shut up. Yeah. Everybody's got their problems. All right? You're not an exception to the troubles in this world. What you need to do is suck it up and get on the rock. All right? So this thing didn't keep blowing you over. All right? There's a place for you. There is a fortified place for you to stand in the rock being Christ Jesus himself, the foundation of your life so that you can stand firm and come hell or high water, you're going to be standing in the end. This thing is not going to destroy your life. You're not going to let this thing sweep you away as you've led other things in the past. All right, I hope this is helping you today. I, I want to help you. I'm here to, to call you up to a higher place, a higher way of thinking, a higher way of living, and get the right words in your mouth. And you need to get back to this fortified place. You need to come back to this prison cell called hope, slam that door shut, throw that key away as far as you can, and stay there. Because I don't care how over it looks, it's not over. Because nothing is impossible with our God. He can raise the dead. He healed all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. He walked on the water. He split the sea wide open. God is available for you. This miracle working power is at your disposal if you will decide you're going to only have what God says and nothing else. You're not going to settle down in life and just take it as it comes. You're going to have what God wants you to have. Because he does want you to have it. He has so much good plan for you. As a matter of fact, this says, I will restore double to you. Look what's in the heart of God for us. I will restore double. I'm not just going to take you back to where you once were. I've got a future ahead of you. I've got new things to show you. And it's more than you could ever ask or think. But you know what? I'll start with double. If that's what he's offering. The years that you've lost. Friendship, relationship, whatever it may be. Hey, he says, it ain't over. Get back to the stronghold. Become a prisoner of hope. Huh? And I'll show you what I can do. 
Believe him today. Believe his word today. Trust his word and confess his word. Amen. This is going to set up a trap for you down the road. Good or bad, life or death. Don't stay where you are. I was telling the earlier service this. Me just talking about things like this. I have some friends and other people who say, Now, Eric, that sounds, you sound like one of those name it and claim it preachers. Well, I am a name it and claim it preacher. (laughs) So bad about that. Matter of fact, you're all name it and claim it. I'm talking everybody is. People have been naming it and claiming it for centuries. Just, let's just put it in a different light. All the men in my family have a temper. That's just how it is in my family. Name it, claim it. Well, grandma had cancer. Mom had cancer. Well, I'm probably going to have cancer. Name it, claim it. Happens all the time. You hear it all the time. It's all around us. This runs in our family. Alcoholism runs in our family. That's just the way it is. Name it, claim it. But when a preacher stands up and puts this principle in a positive light to say that you can name what God has said and claim that somehow now I'm a heretic. God forbid. You can have the power, you have in your mouth the power of the tongue, life or death. What do you want? Because if you, if you want to just stay like where everybody else is, because this world is just bent toward the negative, right? And if you don't, if you stay in that vein of negativity, well, you won't ruffle any feathers that way, see? Let's just show up at your parents' or your family's house at the holidays. How's it going? <sighs> Been terrible. Same old, mm, different day. And then their response is, I hear you, man. I hear you. Right? But if you were to show up, they say, how's it going? Say, my God, God's blessing us so much. Oh, man, I'm telling you, I've seen the favor of God on my life. I've, I've never been healthier in my life. My wife loves me. I mean, we're not been fighting. The kids are obeying. The kids are, they're behaving. I mean, I, we, I mean, we just had turn around after turn. Around. God has shown us so much. And you know what they're thinking? Like, you crazy. What are you on? Right? It's, it's just so against the grain to just how we naturally are. My family, that's not who you are. You have the word of God near you. It's in your mouth and in your heart. That's what Paul said, the word of faith, which we preach. If you will confess with your mouth, believe in your heart. Amen. Hey, who cares? What feathers get ruffled? You're, you're on your way. You're locked in hope. Huh? You see something that you can't see with a natural eye. While we do not look at the things that are seen, but the things that are not seen. The things that are seen are temporary. The things that are not seen are eternal. Praise God. Amen. Amen. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. This is my position. I'm fortifying myself in praise. I will bless the Lord at all times. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Amen. Okay, do I have time for that? No, I don't have time for that. Well, I heard a yes. Don't tell the preacher yes. 
Tammy, if it's just you and me, it'll be a good day. Thank you. But I am going to save this for next week because uh, I'd really like to give it some, some time. I really do. This is a good thing. But I'm, we're going to stop right there. But what I want you to do for just a moment, if we could just, everyone, bow your heads for a moment. I want to, you right now, to just take a moment with, between you and God. All right? This is your time. And maybe you, you're out there, outside. You've, you've talked to yourself or you've allowed things to come in and push you out of that fortified place of that stronghold that is there for you and you're out here in this place and you're kind of just wandering aimlessly and you know asking those questions that you never thought you would ask where's God or why is all this happening to me and you're just kind of out there in the unknown the wondering all the time but listen there is an assurance for you. There's truth for you to live in. And I want you to understand today that you may be disappointed. But listen, God's not disappointed in you. He loves you. He loves you with a love that goes way beyond that. It's an unconditional love. It's not based on what you do or don't do. He loves you because he loves you. And he's not angry with you. He's saying, come back here. Let, let me make an exchange with you. Remember what I can do. Because I'm here for you. I'm on your side. And I want to make an exchange. You bring me all your burdens. You bring me all your troubles. And I will make an exchange. I'll give you my burden because it's light. I'll give you my yoke because it's easy. I'm going to give you something that's easy to carry. So that you can walk in the peace and grace and strength of Almighty God. Whatever brought you there. Whatever whatever has taken you where you are right now. Today I want you to... Make a change right now. Just say, you know what? I'm, I'm today, as God called, today I'm coming back to the stronghold. I'm returning back to the stronghold, getting my feet planted back again on Christ, the solid rock, on Christ, the cornerstone of my life. And I am imprisoning myself in hope. If that's you, can you just raise your hand here? Right here, between me and you and God, I want to pray for you right now. Lord, thank you. Thank you right now. For these, Lord, who who have responded to this word and are taking action on it right now, thank you right now that, as David said, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined and he heard my cry. He heard my prayer. He lifted me up out of the pit and out of the miry clay, and he made my footsteps firm. Lord, let make their footsteps firm right now. Firm in you as they are reaching out by faith and saying, God, I'm fortifying myself in you. I am becoming again a prisoner of hope, and I'm never leaving this prison again. I'm staying right here. I'm staying right here, and I'm going to continue to believe that with God, all things are possible. No matter what I've experienced before, I haven't seen it come to pass yet, but I'm not losing hope because God is not lost hope in me. Hallelujah. And as long as God is on your side, my family, as long as Jesus Christ is the way and he is the way, there will always be a way. He sees ways you don't see. He knows ways you don't know. And he is here to be a very present help in your life right now. He's here reaching out to you saying, come to me. I'm here. Let me lift you up. Let me carry you. Let me heal you. Let me restore for you. Thank you, Lord. So we do that now. Be it unto us according to your word.
as that young virgin heard the word of God and responded with those words. Hallelujah. Be it unto me according to your word. Won't we just say that together? Let it be to me according to your word. I will not settle for anything less than what God has promised me. I hope in God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. I hope that's blessed you, strengthened you, built you up, challenged you, changed you. Amen. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.